0: Hello, this is Basil Howard Brown, and welcome to Messages of Revival. I'm so excited to share this word with you right now. I believe it's a timely one, and we'll minister the love of Jesus to you. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away, and all things have become new. God is good, and remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless. So verse 2, we spoke about obedience. Verse 8, we spoke about God commanding the blessing. And then verse 11 talks about abundance. If we are obedient, God will command the blessing upon us and we'll walk in the abundance that he has. We'll have that surplus of prosperity. Can you say amen? Verse 11 says, and the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. Yeah. Yeah. You shall be above only, and you shall not be beneath. Listen to this carefully. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and are watchfully to do them. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God. You know, there's a lot of Christians that God speaks to and tells them to do things and do this and do it this way, and then they never do it. They're disobedient. I'm just talking about simple things in life. God come along and give you a way to do it, and then you never do it that way, and, and you have that disobedience, and then you wonder, why, why am I not blessed? A simple disobedience for, for some folks is, is just simply this, is the tithe. See, we talk about surplus of prosperity, but you're not going to walk in the surplus of prosperity if you're not a tither. You know, we always go back to basics. What what are the the ground rules for the blessing of God in my life? I've got to be a tither. And my tithe goes to the local church, the place I get fed, the place I call home. That's where my tithe goes. It doesn't go to a television ministry. It doesn't go to a traveling evangelist. Are you listening to me? It comes to the local church. We had one lady walk out of our building one day, out of a meeting, not here, but in another state, and she said to one of my guys that ran my table, she said, she said, you need to tell Brother Basil to stop talking about giving, we've got this message already, we already understand this message. And she said, and she said, I'm going to put an offering in, well she said, she actually didn't say offering, she said, yes, my tithe check, uh, put that in the offering for me. And, And when I was told that, I said, she doesn't even understand it, because we're not supposed to get a tithe check supposed to go to the local church, the place you get fed, dummy. And then you wonder why you're not walking in the blessing of God, because you're actually not doing what the Word of God tells you to do, the way you should do it. There should be no lack in the church whatsoever, because one-tenth of the income comes into the storehouse. There should be no lack whatsoever. And in actual fact, tithing is non-negotiable. One-tenth. Non-negotiable. Don't have to. In actual fact, that's one thing you never have to pray about. I was in a I was in a church one year in, in Missouri, in St. Louis, and the pastor really struggled financially. I mean, battle, battle financially, but God had started doing something because <clears throat> the Lord told him to serve five hundred dollars into our ministry while we were there. Well, he didn't have that, so he sold some of his his Coke memor- memorabilia, raised about two hundred and fifty dollars. And then, and then he's standing on a morning meeting and his wife said, you need to put that money in the offering. He said, I'm waiting for 500. I've got to put 500 in. And his wife said, no, you put that money you've got, put it in. Well, he put it in that morning and that night somebody gave him $1,000. And the next morning he wrote out a check for $500 because the Lord said put 500 in and he put 500 in. Let me tell you what, that week about, about $1,800 came into him that week. And he got up and testified and he said, listen, I've been a pastor for 23, 24 years. And he said, I've never had anybody give me anything. He said, when we left the previous church to come here to start this church, he said, that church, the gift they gave us was about four or five suitcases. I mean, I'm not sure if they helped him pack it as well, but, you know, they gave him four or five suitcases so, so they could go. He said, that's the only gift we've ever got. He said, I've never, ever, ever got anybody giving me anything. But he said, this week, he said, I've seen some major breakthroughs and about $1,800 come in. And then he said this, he said, he said, I never really understood the offering message. And he said, he said, I always thought the Howard Browns were going around and teaching on giving. And then all the money that came in went to them personally. Well, well, it doesn't. It goes into a ministry. We take a salary. Anybody else earn a salary here? Of you, oh Jesus, <laughs> so we get a salary set by a board, and they're not bored, I can tell you that right now. So, so he's thinking, you know, that's what it was. Well, he came over to, to Memphis, Tennessee, to come see what was going on, and God gave him this revelation, and suddenly his whole life started changing. Well, when we in his, in his church that week, ev- everything changes. So, I'm sitting on the platform. I'm about to go back and take up the meeting. And he's down front and he's testifying about this whole thing. And yes, what he said, he said, he said, I've never tithed. Now, this is the pastor of the church. He said, I've never tithed one-tenth of my income. He said, I give, you know, maybe 5%, but never one-tenth. And then he said, he said, I don't know what you call somebody who only tithes, you know, one-fifth instead of one-tenth. And I'm sitting on the platform and I think the sound man is like awake and, and my mic is off, and everything's great, and I'm sitting on the platform, and under my breath, I said, thief. And he'd come over the speakers, and everybody heard it, and he spun himself around, and he looked at me, and I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, could we have the rapture now? Could you come right now? Could that trumpet sound? Could we get out of here? And he just stood there, and he stared at me. And then he said, you know, you're right. Hello. Amen. What's the difference with going to a dealership, seeing 500 cars in the lot, and taking one of them, and stealing it, and riding off down the road, or going to the grocery store, and walking in by all the fruits and veggies, and seeing a bunch of grapes... And picking a few of those grapes and eating them. And never paying for the grapes or never paying for the car. What's the difference? Nothing. You're still a thief. Now they can get the car back. But they can't get the grape back. <laughs> it would be kind of funny if a guy met you on the other side of the door and said, I saw you eating grapes. And I saw him that stealing grapes. And he puts a rubber glove. In. He's like... I'm coming to get the grape back right now. I would love to see that. That would be a sight to behold. That, that YouTube video go viral o- overnight. Are you listening to me? At least people get the message don't steal our grapes. I mean, when I go to the store and I buy a bunch of grapes and there's a whole lot of sticks sitting up on the thing, like twigs where the grapes were, I'm looking and going, Somebody ate my grapes already. I can't believe they did that. That's kind of one of my pet peeves. I just, I, it just irritates me no end. Well, you go in the grocery store and you take a box of cereal off, and behind the box of cereal is an empty can of soda. So somebody stole the soda. Hello. <laughs> then they wonder why God doesn't bless them because you're stealing, you're walking around town stealing. Hello. Now, look, I don't think anybody would be locked up. To, you know, I'm, what, what are you in for? Grape thief. I steal, I went to the store and stole five grapes. Those same people will come sit in church. And then they'll steal from God. Well, brother, we don't take anything out of the offering bucket. It's not that you don't take anything out; it's that you don't put anything in. That's the difference, you know. In Africa, we we went to a church one time in Africa, and we administered along these lines, and, and and the buckets were being passed, and then they got luck like, in the middle of the of the of the aisle over here, and then they stopped. And I was standing looking over there, and people were in the bucket, man. I mean, they were in the bucket and fiddling around the bucket and then the bucket went on and I thought that's a little weird but I found out later that they were actually like they had a $20 bill and wanted to give 10 so they took change (laughs) (laughs) I just pray that they know how to count you know what I mean? So the basics is is tithing, giving, sowing, being a blessing you don't have to pray about your tithing, you can pray about your offering ever had God give you an amount to give an offering? Ever had God give you an amount that kind of freaked you out? <laughs> God says, "Give this much." I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Take authority over those thoughts right now in Jesus' name. And God's like, "No, that's me, okay." You know, I found God many times. He'd press. He presses us. He presses my wife and I. He presses us out of our comfort zone. And the reason why He does it is because there's a supernatural blessing that He wants to bring our way. But He can't get it to us in our comfort zone. The miracle doesn't happen in the boat. It happens when you walk on the water. Hello. That's where the miracle happens. And you, to have the miracle happen or go walk on the water, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Well, I'm just going to get out the boat, trust God with every fiber of my being. We, we did. We got out of our boat. We got out of our boat many years ago. We don't even know where the boat is. <laughs> the boat we got out of, it's gone. I can't even find it. Hello. Amen. That's why I don't worry about anything. I have nothing to worry about. Amen. The way that we can walk and live in this realm is that we believe God with every fiber of our being. We know what it's like when we weren't tithing, we weren't giving, we weren't sewing, we were driving a junker held together with bailing wine and Jesus stickers. I mean, we had holes in our shoes. I mean, we couldn't pay our bills. we take we take uh, soda bottles back to get a deposit so we can get some milk and get some bread. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We've been there. We know what that's like. But I know how to come from that into a place where the provision and the blessing of God is. Because we have this revelation. And we've been obedient to what the word of God says. So listen, when you look at Christians and they're blessed of God, you can't get upset with them. You just got to go find, what are you, how come are you so blessed? What are you doing? Well, I tithe, I give, I sow. Get seed in the ground, I give as much as I can. I listen to the voice of the Lord. I trust Him with every fiber of my being. Because I can tell you right now, you can look at me, and when you look at me, I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm not a millionaire in the making. I'm a billionaire in the making. Yeah. Most places you couldn't even talk about being a millionaire. Because most Christians think you whacked out of your tree. And listen, it's not about the money. Money comes and money goes. We just know where the source is. Hello. Hello. I'm, I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm not going to become... I'm already self-sufficient. I'm already self-sufficient. So whatever I need, He's already got it for me. All I've got to do is tap into it and get a hold of it. And, and listen, the blessing of God is upon our life all day long. We live with an expectation of the provision and the blessing of God. And I'm telling you right now, there are people in the church here that are going to be blessed beyond, beyond... Beyond what they can even begin to imagine or think. Because God has a plan for the church and God has a plan for you. Do you know that blessing and that provision actually has nothing to do with your job? Because you're earning X amount of dollars an hour and that's never going to result in millions or even billions. So we're not even talking about the J-O-B. Hello. We're talking about the G-O-D. That'll bring blessing and provision in your life beyond the job. People say, well, I'm only on a limited income. Hey, who limited the income? I can't rely on the ministry, in other words, offerings to take us to a place where we're millionaires. I can't do that, or billionaires. But I can tell you what, now the wealth that God has in store for us, it's, it's not even coming from the church. It's coming from out there. I said, it's coming from out there. So, when people look at the wealth we have, they can't say, Well, you take up offerings. Hey, it's got nothing to do with it. That truck I drive had nothing to do with a meeting. That money came from elsewhere. That, that fifth wheel that we pulled had nothing to do with the meeting. We didn't pass a plate and say, We need a fifth wheel. We're going to raise money tonight for a fifth wheel. Never did that at all. But God blessed us with it. Hello? See, so you can go to God and talk to Him. And you know what? Listen, he's listening. And when you ask the Bible, says, when you ask God according to his will, the Bible says he grants as your present possession. I asked God according to his will concerning my salvation and he granted me salvation as my present possession. So I'm not going to be saved. I already am saved. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Therefore, He's granted as my present possession the healing power of Jesus that's flooding my body, keeping me healthy. Are you listening to me? And the same goes for finances. Amen. As, and I'll close with this. As, as important as it is for the body of Christ to begin to walk in another realm of the anointing of God, and the demonstration of the power of God. I mean, I feel like we just have to go. There's, I mean, for me, there ain't no turning back from what God did Friday night. I mean, I, f- I feel the surge ahead. I really feel the surge ahead. I feel like we're going to another level. Oh, you listen to me. So, so as a ministry, I feel we're on, we're on that journey already. But as the body of Christ has to go to another level, because we've got to see miracles, we've got to see more people saved, healed, delivered, and set free. We've got to see the outpouring of the Holy Ghost like we've never seen before. And to get there, we've got to go to the next level with God. As we go to the next level in the anointing, so we go to the next level when it comes to financial provision and financial blessing upon our life. The church has to go to the next level. We've got to get out of the natural realm and we've got to stop looking in the natural and the job and this and the inheritance and whatever's coming on down the pipeline. There's got to be more provision in our life than just what we see in the natural realm. And I can tell you right now, God has got some things in store. God has set some things in place for the kingdom. Hello. I said God set some things in place for the kingdom. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to Jesus. God, wake you up in the middle of the night. Give you a simple little thing. And next thing you know, it's making millions and millions of dollars. That's how a lot of people get wealthy. Why can't God do that for you? He loves us. We are His children. And He wants to see His children blessed. And He wants to see His children free. And there's coming that surplus. And that surplus of prosperity... Listen, it's going only one place. That's right back into the kingdom. It's going in to fund the end time harvest. It's going in to fund missionaries that will travel to other nations to shake whole nations by the power of Almighty God. That's what the surplus of prosperity is going to do in these days we're living in and the days that lie ahead. That's what it's there for. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Take out the hardened heart and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I'm ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.